0: The Black Ferns don't have long to dwell on their WXV loss with another game around the corner. New Zealand's 16-game winning streak came to an end with a one-point loss to France and Wellington on Saturday. We're joined by sports reporter Felicity Reid. Kia ora, Felicity. Well, can you catch
1: us up on the competition so far? The competition kicked off in Wellington last week, but the whole WXV moves down to Dunedin this week. So at this point, leading the competition after that opening round of competition is England and Canada. They had big wins over Australia and Wales, respectively. So this New Zealand loss to France was obviously the closest loss of the competition, but it's actually the second time that these two teams have had one point separating them at the final whistle. Amazing. That last time was at the World Cup last year here in Auckland, and it was the semifinal Final. So I think France getting one back over the Black Ferns in the opening of this new tournament hosted by New Zealand again. So this latest game also brought up a red card, which there has been very few of these in Black Ferns history. In fact, this was only the second time in the history of the team that they've had a player sent off. So there's no disagreement from the New Zealand camp about this red card. Speaking to media today, uh, Coach Alan Bunting described the incident as a mind explosion by his player. Bunting says his players know what the rules are, and if they're anywhere near the head, it is a red card. I think what we're finding at the moment in the, in the women's game is that the contacts and the collisions are a lot bigger than what they used to be as well. You know, they're, they're physically more demanding on them, and, the, and they're faster. So when they're carrying the ball, you've only got a split second to make a decision on which sort of tackle type you, you use or um, you know, your body height at the breakdown. And if you were watching the action over the weekend, you might have noticed that more players were getting ushered off for a head injury assessment, probably a few more than normal. And maybe you didn't see or the TV didn't pick up some of the incidents. This is because during this tournament, they're wearing special mouth guards that have wireless technology, which goes back to two pitch side doctors who are able to tell whether the players have had accelerated Collisions, basically things that could lead to injuries. So, this is the first time that these mouth cards have been used in a competition like this. The women have worn them during Farapama, during the domestic competition in New Zealand. This is a bit of a different opportunity for them to track these types of concussions or injuries. And players did come back onto the field, but it's sometimes you sort of see the action happening in a player as being pulled off by a doctor as they try to work on this as well. But going back to the on field action, I guess um, the Bunting was saying that they do prepare for this to happen, for them to have a red card for them to be down a player, it's not something that they want to happen, especially I guess against Wales on Saturday, this will be the battle of the two like, get to win teams and at the other end we've got the table topping England and Canada playing each other on Friday and France and Australia close out the round
0: Let's stay with this topic of concussion and go back to concussion protection in rugby The University of Glasgow
1: has released a new study on brain injury in rugby players Yes, they have. This is a study that has involved brains from 23 amateur and eight professional players. These were donated for medical research. The brains have come from brain banks in Scotland, America and Australia. And the scientists found that those players who played longer were more likely to develop a degenerative brain disease. So you might say the longer you play, the more likely you are to be involved in a collision or something that could help or play a part in this as well. So they were saying with an average playing career of 18 years, the brains that they were um, looking into, 68% of the brains studied had traces of brain condition CTE. So CTE is the degenerative vein disease that you get from, they think, from concussions, head blows or contact during the game that these rugby players were playing. So the study calculated for each extra year a rugby player played, there was a 14% increase of risk for developing CTE. And so the lead author of this study uh, from the University of Glasgow, Professor Willie Stewart, says it's the shaking, twisting and rotating of the head thousands of times over decades that's likely to cause the deep damage in the brain. He compared the head impact in rugby to spinning a bowl of porridge where the brain is the wobbly porridge in the middle. So he's saying that he doesn't think World Rugby is doing enough to address concussion. As we mentioned earlier, those smart mouthguards that the elite women are wearing, they're coming into wider usage in January next year. But I guess as this shows that researchers still think that more needs to be done from world rugby as they look into some of the brains of professional and amateur players.
0: It's going to be interesting to, to hear what that data is from the use of these smart mouth guards. Felicity. Thank you so much. Ngamahi.